2: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation Channel 156.
1: Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Mickey James, and Mark Henry talk to the American nightmare himself the one and only Cody Rhodes, and you definitely want to listen to this one. Also, Mark and I break down AEW Collision and some of the interesting booking decisions on that show. All that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. The American nightmare himself, the one and only Cody Rhodes. Cody, good morning, and thank you so much for the time today.
3: Uh, good morning, David and Mark and, and Mickey James. Long time no talk. Oh my god. I gosh. know. Uh, I'm the, so
2: happy to talk to you.
3: Mickey was my homie back in the day. He, I like we to had think a... that
2: I'm still your homie.
3: Absolutely. And then and then shout out to the the, the hubs who is now the general manager of SmackDown. I'm what so is happening here? Just yeah. What a
4: great family. Press... Yay. It, Wrestling, wrestling
3: has wrestling has more than one royal family, you know. You get it. You get it. They're all around.
2: I need to know Cody before we get kicked off because we've been in a heated debate here on the show. Um, way off topic. But in the Rhodes household, I need to know when do the holiday decorations start to go up? I right after think- right after Halloween?
3: Uh so it's layered a little bit. We are Disney style where Halloween ends. And then the next day, Brandy did have the lights put up for the house. However, they were not lit, but they Mm -hmm. were put up. So the lights went up. And then day after Thanksgiving is traditionally the tree and then Elf on the Shelf, that being Sue, shows up. And Mm -hmm. uh, the season really kicks off. So I'd say we're really day after Thanksgiving, we light it up.
4: See there, okay. see there, tradition. I Go it. ahead,
1: I love it, <laughs> and, and don't I ask it us... when a
4: plan comes together.
1: And Cody, don't ask us how we got on that topic, but we did, and it caused uh, quite the uproar here on Busted Open this morning. But we've had a broken you know, records with good, phone good, calls. Good radio uh, has good debate, but there's no debating uh you and what you've been able to do on monday night raw and what you've been able to do in the world of the wwe obviously we've talked a lot about it here on busted open looking forward to monday night raw tonight 8 p.m eastern time on usa and of course you know we're getting closer and closer to survivor series then the rumble and then we're in wrestlemania season so We've talked a lot about the loss from Roman coming off of WrestleMania thirty-nine. How has it been for you these last five or six months since WrestleMania thirty-nine?
3: Well, I feel like it was it, it's been really uncharted in a sense where i I've, I'm very organized. I, I I like to know where I'm going, what's happening, and in my mind I'd visualized big grand finale at Wrestlemania 39 that it didn't happen and um and when it didn't happen I, I'm not I'm not gonna say I'm grateful for the loss but I I'll say that it took me down a road that I really wasn't anticipating that being three not not one but three matches with with Brock Lesnar and being able to to pull that out uh and in addition to that this live event um run that we've been on um it's been the most successful in the company history and uh you have myself and uh my one of my partners coming into the war game seth rollins kind of as this this one-two punch and that's something i've been really proud of it's really taken me places i mean the other day adam pierce saying the word war games and and realizing i was gonna be in one um which is you know it's very special uh to me and uh it, it's really taken me places i i wasn't anticipating so again i can't say i'm grateful for it but i am grateful for how much the fans uh have jumped on in terms of that's something that was told to me you know hey they might they might after you know that they may not be with you anymore and in this case they've been with me even more everything's only grown instead of shrink and I'm very lucky and blessed that that's the situation.
1: And you mentioned war games. We're going to see war games at Survivor Series on November 25th on Peacock. You being a part of a war games, you know, that was your dad's baby. That was that came from his genius mind. And I know that's got to feel extra special for you. So how are you feeling knowing you're going to be a part of this for a first time? Well, I,
3: I really want to almost like wax poetic about it in terms of how it's dusty's and it was his creation but everything is like coming up dusty these days and and uh i i've told people this before i, I thought as time went on and you know i got older they were there they, they would know less but the fans have he's just everything he touched everything especially on the way out so to be able to do this is great but i can't i can't think of it in that sense, because really I'm thinking about the match itself. Uh, what Hunter Triple H has changed the match. And if there was anybody who had the right to change the match, it was him because of Dusty and his relationship. Uh, but I don't want to be the weak link in this thing. Everyone who watches war games knows <laughs> that that there's a weak link. And that there's always somebody who's standing out, you know, back in the day, it was a little obvious. You see JJ Dillon there and you know, like, Hey, he's, he's the one they got to protect. But these guys, I'm in there with some of them have war games experience, so I'm I'm really following that lead. Uh, Jay Uso, particularly, who's just become a a great ally and 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 buddy, kind of replaced uh, Matt Cardona as my one wrestling buddy. Um, so he, I'll be I'll be following his lead.
4: Cody, um, I hope in your heart of hearts, you believe that losing. At WrestleMania was the best thing that ever happened, because we talked about the hard times and how you had to be, you had to have your own version that was independent of like what your father did, that would put teeth on you, that would make you have a, a razor's edge, and that saga with Brett, with Brett, with Brock, um, it, it did that man. Like, uh, you you, you are undeniable. You, you talk about it being undesirable to undeniable. Like, you are completely undeniable in pro wrestling. You are, um, I wouldn't go so far right now until you win at WrestleMania of saying that you are your father's equal. But you are Cody fucking Rhodes. And in the business of pro wrestling, to be an icon in a business that has had so many unbelievably great wrestlers, to have your name mentioned and know you're gonna be a first round ballot hall of famer, like that's gotta feel good.
3: I uh I'm I wanna run through like a brick wall here and hearing you say that in terms of it's that's uh, that'll light a fire. But I'm I'm being honest in a sense that I don't know how to feel about WrestleMania 39 until I get where I'd like to get. And you know, this more than anybody, it's a long road to get back. It's a long road to, to, you know, I've been saying you can catch me under my breath sometimes when I'm out there in the ring uh, on raw or at at, that SummerSlam. I've been saying we're on our way. We're on our way. Uh, I even went as far as to say, when other people think it might be somebody else, it's always been me but the truth is those are just words. WrestleMania season, Royal Rumble season, uh war games ahead of us. That's that could be the hard times right there. That could be uh the most arduous path I've been on. So I I just have I focused on it. I definitely appreciate your perspective from looking outside in on on me. I focused on it show to show. Show to show and just kind of the Cena model of are we improving every every outing uh are they more into it every outing and and that's that's been uh been my goal but i uh i very much appreciate you you saying that i have never ever heard hall of famer before and that would that would just blow my mind uh we got to get old chicken in that hall of fame first though my brother we got to get chicken oh my in there God, he, yeah. right <laughs> he just he just he's just out there still hitting the ropes where he can hear the ping He's hitting him so hard and stuff. So, yeah. You got to get him in there.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. I, Cody, I love that you're so to- humble and you're so kind. You've always been this way, but I think that what I admire most is that you, have you know, you, we all have like very high demands of ourselves, and you hold yourself at a, at a high standard. And I think that you've had big shoes to fill in all of that. But I think that like, what just Mark said to add to that, like, you've been able to create your own story and your own legacy mm-hmm. in this industry. Yep. Um, and I'm, you know, it, I, I'm certain that like from coming out from underneath your father's shadow to just being Cody Rhodes, who you are and standing in the man you are today because of all of these things, but the, the betting on yourself and to taking a risk on yourself and then the journey you're on now coming back back, what you wanted like it was everything that you wanted and you fought for and now, now you're standing in it and it's so powerful and it's so glorious and I hope that every day you get to say thank you for those moments because I think that there's so many more now to come because it's like a whole new brand new chapter of this career it's almost like it's all brand new again and it must feel amazing it really really must feel amazing um for you as a man as you know your your. you're family legacy but also just your own legacy you know it's just it's really awesome and it's just cool to see friends winning you know what I mean I I,
3: uh I very much you mentioned something you said it it must feel new it does it Mm -hmm. it feels new and I always tell people I am a slow learner it took me a while to get to the spot I wanted to be but when I think of a new a match when somebody says Cody versus somebody, even if we had done that match eight years ago, ten years ago, it doesn't read the same way. It all reads brand brand new. Um, because I had found my footing. And uh, you you said, you know, it's always so nice and humble and you guys are just making me feel great. I'm waiting for Dave to drop the hammer on some tough question here. <laughs> but but I, I'll say there was a period of time and, and and maybe it wasn't when I was in WWE when we were hanging out, it would there there was a period of time. Where I really, I, I feel like I lost my compass and uh, I was I was arrogant and I was grizzled. You know how guys get grizzled long before they ever should be grizzled. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was all those things and uh, and I was really angry. And a lot of that work is evident when you look at, you know, what I did with New Japan and Ring of Honor and AEW. There was like an anger to me, Um that i'm motivated differently now it's not anger that motivates me it's it's you know maybe having a daughter mm-hmm. that's pr- probably changed it but the, you know it's 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 different and it, it and it's been better for me as motivation it's been more positive i really appreciate you saying that
1: well, I, it's, it's funny you mentioned the word angry because I guess, you know, I've gotten angry. You know, I was angry uh, at WrestleMania 39. <laughs> uh, and, and listen, I'm not going to be honest. That's not on what this.
4: you were. You were more than angry.
1: I was a little, yes, I was perturbed. Uh, and then I, I got to be honest with you, and I know this is a very unpopular opinion, but I was, I was angry um, at The Rock as well with some of the comments he made about WrestleMania 39 and a possible appearance at WrestleMania 40 because to me... It's all about you at WrestleMania 40. I feel like the story is there. And that's what's so great about what you're doing, Cody. In the world of the WWE, there's always options. I mean, we've seen the emergence of of LA Night. But to me, it's still about you. And the reason why it's still about you, Cody, is because of the connection you have with the fans. You, and this is why I appreciate you as much as I do, you have made fans a fan for life those children that you see each and every Monday night and you give that weightlifting belt to or even at live events, you know those are fans because of those moments and because you're giving those fans your time. Those are now fans that are going to be fans of the WWE for the rest of their lives and are going to make their children fans as well. And I feel that because of that connection, I'm very hopeful of what we're going to see at WrestleMania 40.
3: I uh, you mentioned being fans for life and making fans for life. I've been a fan for life. So I just I, I, I want them to try, to join the parties. you know, some people's model is that they, uh, they're they're really not seen as much. There's an aura. There's a mystique about them. and and I've, I've tried that, but but for me, I there's not really a character here. Maybe it's turned up but I like the uh, spending the excess amount of time until Jason Jordan security pulls me to the back. I like the grassroots interaction um, because I, I feel like I didn't, I wasn't thinking that so much early in my career. It almost felt like, Oh, these fans will always be here. This is, you know, WWE at the time, like they, they're, they're always going to come and then realizing that it's different now. and, and, how important it can be to actually get to know uh, your fans and be on their team and then be on your team. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned the rock. Nobody has asked me about the rock because I think they, they're scared to ask me or don't want to be rude or I'm, I'll say this about uh, the rock and, you know, coming out on Pat's show, which I was watching live cause I love Pat uh, and then SmackDown and all this, the rock, did for sports entertainment so so much and continues to do so much by being the biggest star in hollywood that i'm able to be at the level i'm at because i can stand on shoulders like those of the rock so he could have come on there and run me down and i still would have the highest respect uh for the great one he's honestly a model superstar for anybody who wants to just supersede all expectations. With that said, though, no matter what he said, anyone who did ask me, anyone who did confront me on it, I just, I said, I'm, 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 I'm not flinching. I'm, 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 I'm not flinching. And I feel like if the rock and I were in the same room, he would expect nothing less from me. If you think it's somebody else, I'm going to do everything I can to make sure you know it's me. And that's the same attitude that The Rock had when he was climbing the ladder. I I don't care who it is. And if that happens to be The Rock, if that happens to be anybody who comes into this fray, a wonderful superstar like L.A. Knight, an absolutely stellar performer like Sami Zayn, who him and I went toe-to-toe in a way last year, it doesn't line them line, line up and I'm just going to do everything I can to outrun them. I certainly am. And I mean that with the utmost respect to them. I uh I I wasn't shook at all by by Rock's big day out. Uh and I'm still, again, what I would say is not flinching. If Rock's Carter WrestleMania 40, that would be outstanding. He should be. It's the rock. But uh but I don't I, I don't think he'll uh he'll be in my spot.
1: Love it. I love it. I love the confidence, and it's it's true. It's the story that I want to see, and I think it's the story that the WWE universe wants to see. And I've said it, and I'll say it to you, Cody. When I look at you, and I've said this to, uh, in co- conversations with you, Mark, conversations with Bully on this show, I look at Cody Rhodes as the franchise, as the face of the company. And I really, truly believe that. And then to be truly the face of the company, you need that undisputed WWE universal championship around your waist. That's why this story and what we're going to see over the course of the next five months is so intriguing. Cody.
3: I feel like Dave, you're going to jinx it. there's a damn, why why do you say that? There's a long way to go. I mean, Mickey and Mark can tell you it. There's a, you got to get the, there's the Royal rumble. uh, There's the elimination chamber. This is a, this is like prime, the the battle season is everyone is bringing their their a game. So again, I have all this confidence and this swagger. But uh, you know, I'm definitely knocking on wood that we don't we don't jinx anything and that Did we not, no do no
0: There's
1: no need to to knock on any wood because you who you are and the confidence that you have <laughs> is enough. There's no need to <laughs> knock on any wood and to show yeah. you how confident I am, I always do a WrestleMania t-shirt challenge starting at the Royal rumble every Mm -hmm. single day from the day of the rumble until WrestleMania. I wear a different pro wrestling t-shirt every single day from rumble to WrestleMania. I've been doing it for years here on busted open. I'm doing it differently. Cody this year, Okay. because from the Royal rumble to WrestleMania, I am wearing nothing but Cody Rhodes t-shirts. That's right. Every single day from the Royal Rumble to WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, I am wearing nothing but Cody Rhodes t-shirts
2: every single day
1: until WrestleMania
2: 40. And you have all of them hanging in your I, house I'm, a right I'm
3: a collector. I'm a collector. Are you like an airport collector? <laughs> got his blue <laughs> Sharpie
2: and everything.
3: Oh man. I signed for the the airport collectors because I just I sign anything if you put it in front of me. Oh, man. But it's it's all. you know what I can say about the the airport collecting situation. It's a good sign that the show is going to be amazing if there's like 60 of them with the the, the, it's honestly because I remember when I when I left and was doing indies and some of the early shows, that was something that was gone. And in a weird way, I missed it in a very weird way. Um, But nonetheless, I know you're not an airport collector, Dave. Uh, Do you need. Did you buy these shirts, or do you are you is this your way of telling me to send you like a, a you, care package?
1: Well, yeah. uh, listen, Cody, I do have shirts that range your entire career, but you know I would never say no to any extra swag. The free you know, swag. I, listen, you know what, David,
2: you, know? you should send him. You should send he and Brandy the uh, the pod swag, the the holiday pajamas, pajamas. and then they can all. Yeah, they can do their their holiday cards like us. Okay, all right. Butt- you know and, what? And then that's... he can send
1: you a T-shirt, Mickey. This is why I love you, and that's why you're such a vital part of this show. You're absolutely right. I am going to make sure that we send Cody and the entire Rhodes family uh, enough busted open swag from Podswag.com that they're gonna they're they're gonna have such a merry and happy holiday season with hot so that's a cocoa. Great... Yes, thank you, Mickey. Thank you. So definitely, (laughs) you're gonna get a care package from us, Cody, for the holidays for sure. I like
3: the I I like the trade. We'll go care package for care package. I got a lot of good. I got a lot of goodies. Got a lot of lot of items.
4: Cody, Cody, tell Brandy next year that I want her to be involved at the World Food Championships.
3: At the World Food
4: Championships. Yeah, I judge. for a couple of years over the last three years. I missed a year. And um I was there this weekend and I thought about her. I was like, man, Brandy should be here. She would she would hey. learn so much and she would love that. Cause we're both foodies. You you get to eat all the time. She man, she is starting to, she's doing it, man. And um and just let her know that she's been thought about.
3: Thank you. I'll, I'll 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 spread the message. She's been like I, honestly just I've I've been so proud of her uh because we just opened the the yoga and pilates studio there in Roswell, Georgia where we live, uh Naked Mind. And I I don't know anything about the yogi culture and and definitely don't know anything about pilates and she just got the best teachers and there's a really good good vibe i i I find myself when i when i get home you know like wednesday i'm gonna get home off a red eye at 5 a.m or whatever i find myself wanting to put the naked mind jacket on and go just chill at the front desk because it's a very it's a very uh nice nice change of pace too mickey you you know mark you know when it's wrestling 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 all the time it's fun when you've got this outside project this other thing you can do and uh, yeah. I'm very I'm very proud of the studio and what she's doing and classes filling up and just a really cool thing to have.
2: That's incredible. I love yoga too. It keeps my body in check, but also like just like that mindset, you know, like that yep. uh, just kind of like just being able to kind of reset and just be in your own space for an hour, hour and a half while you're there. I love it. I swear by yoga.
3: I think that mindset and that being present, you know, yeah. if anything, I've picked up from her being present, especially mm-hmm. in our line of work where you've got Dave here telling me about everything I'm going to do on the next five pay per views. <laughs> he's you know,
2: your, he's booked everything for you, Cody. Don't even yeah, worry
4: about
3: it. Got you <laughs> you got to stay, you got to stay present. You know, you let it, let everyone else kind of do that. But yeah, no, that's a really good mindset to have. I
1: love uh, Cody, uh, listen, I'm looking forward to Monday Night Raw as usual, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the USA Cable Network. Survivor Series War Games coming up November 25th. You can watch that exclusively on Peacock. So you're you're absolutely right. Before we get ahead of ourselves, uh, this month is a tremendous month uh, for the WWE. And obviously with Mickey, uh, Nick Aldis, a part of uh, SmackDown and the general manager for SmackDown. So the WWE, as we talked about, Cody, is extremely hot. This may be the hottest the business has ever been is right now. For the WWE, so it's a great time to be a part of the WWE universe. And Cody, we're a big fan of yours, and we truly appreciate you taking the time out and being a part of the show this morning.
3: Oh, I I, I really appreciate it. I thought if you want to, you got a hard question for me, or anything you want to. Ask? I mean, you that was the easiest thing on the planet. It was a pleasure talking to, to you, Mark and Mickey especially. Is it you got a hard question for me, Dave? Something? No, I, I something, mean, you got a curveball.
4: No, there's, no there's, there's really no there's I'm sitting up here trying to think of one, Dave, and I can't really well, think I mean, of that. Listen,
1: to me, it was The Rock stuff because when I heard Rock on Pat McAfee, I was upset because you, you know, upset. he talked about wanting to be a part of WrestleMania 39, and I wanted to remind The Rock, if he ever did call in to the show, which he never has in the 15 years that we've been on the air, I wanted to remind him that uh, WrestleMania 39 broke records. And uh, it broke records for attendance. It broke records for... Uh, uh, for buys, uh, for eyes on the product, for merchandise sales, and if I remember correctly, Rock wasn't part of the main event. It was Roman Reigns and Cody Rhodes. And right. then uh, for WrestleMania 40, I'm sure that's going to break records. So, you know, you, you kind of, you kind of addressed that situation, and you did yeah. it in the Cody Rhodes fashion, which is all class. So I appreciate that. So I right. really have. So you are no saying you perks. didn't have
4: class when you said that? No, no I mean, yeah, well, I, I mean. <laughs>
3: Dave, the way Dave you, said, I was,
4: I was mad.
3: Dave, you <laughs> you might be angrier than than I am in regards and and keep it keep keep that keep keep that energy. No doubt, keep it. Uh, we did answer we did answer that question the best best that's way right. we could. But well, that's fine. You, you keep you keep your mindset the the way you are. I appreciate it.
2: Cody said in a gentlemanly fashion, he pretty much told he pretty much told Dwayne to don't sing it, bring it. That's right, and that's
1: oh, it. And shit. hey, that's throwing his words right back at him, Mickey. I love what you just said. Ooh. And we're going to finish this story. There's no doubt about it. Cody, thank you yeah, so the much. Yeah, the next
3: part this. of the story is he's going to call into the thing, and then I'm going to have to talk to you in two months, and you're going to have completely flipped the script, Dave, because I feel like you're going to go from gonna go from. You're, you're, you're hey, gonna listen, Deej, I'm so sorry. Shirt. Thanks
2: for being on the whoa, show. Whoa, 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 you're whoa, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. You you call him
1: Deege? <laughs> No, first of all, I listen. That that I take exception to, Mr. Rhodes, because the one thing I am not is a hypocrite, and when <laughs> I say Rhodes. something, I stand by what I say. So if 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 The Rock were ever to call in, and listen, Cody, I've offered him a free Dave LaGreca guy T-shirt. I've I've um, offered him a bottle of my. I've I've offered him a bottle of my uh, hot sauce. And you to call, thank you very much, Mark. So, you know, the offer is on the table if he ever does want to call into the show. But, you know, the offer is always theirs. But I will not. I will not go back on what I just said right here in this interview. That's 100 percent genuine Dave LaGreca right there.
3: All right. Fair enough. I'll tell you. I'll tell you a really quick little secret, though. When that happened, I said, hey, I gave you the most the response I would give in terms of forward facing response on it. But I will say this. I have a bottle of Tequilla on my bus, and I only partake in in the, the the tequila of the great one if I felt like I had an absolutely tear the house down uh, stellar moment. Whether that's on a live event or a PLE, so there's a there's a little thing that that that's right there. There's a little thing.
5: Hopefully, he comes on the show. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. go give it to you. How about that? That's a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That—that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Exo, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com.
0: Te presentamos a Daniela. A ella nada le sorprende. Siempre estoy lista para lo que venga. Por eso. Este año fui a Walmart a comprar todo para combatir mis alergias antes que comience la temporada de alergias. Claro, porque Walmart tiene. Productos de alta calidad para las alergias como descongestionantes, sprays nasales, antihistamínicos y más. Y a precios muy buenos. ¿Y sabías que también tiene pickup y delivery? ¿Ah. Daniela, ¿te sorprendiste? ¿Yo? <risa> no, ¿qué va? Claro que sabía que Walmart tiene pickup y delivery. <risa> <risa> Bienvenido a una farmacia más simple. Bienvenido a tu Walmart.
5: I've come
1: on this show many, many times, Mark, and I've said that, you know, you have your weekly winner on Saturdays. There's a lot of times. My favorite show of the week is collision on Saturdays. I don't think enough people are watching it. I don't think enough people are talking about it. But there are things that happened on Saturday that make me shake my head. And this one the first thing is how collision started. Go back to Dynamite on Wednesday, Mark. The opening match was the world championship match. You had MJF in the ring with Daniel Garcia. And what a match we saw between MJF and Daniel Garcia. I I thought it was phenomenal. And then we saw Daniel Garcia actually hang with your AEW world champion, MJF. So now I'm looking at Daniel Garcia in a completely different way than I looked at Daniel Garcia before. Daniel Garcia, to me, was kind of like, no disrespect, a bit of a mid-carder. Entertaining. Really good personality. He's been involved in some stories, but we've never seen him take the progression to that main event status. I thought he did that on Dynamite Wednesday, hanging with your world champion,
4: MJF. He did. And uh, a lot of it, too, Dave, is it, it wasn't by design. Like Daniel Garcia, uh, you know, have for lack of a better term, has been playing the side role. Uh, he's been actually the accompaniment uh, to Chris Jericho or um, the the whole fight between are you an entertainer or are you a wrestler? Like all of these things have played you know president took presidents over him being a, a wrestler, being the grappler. And now you see Daniel Garcia get put in a position where he is toe to toe with the best guy in the business. And that being said, it was a great thing for him but sometimes absence is makes the heart grow fonder. I would have liked to see Daniel maybe uh get a win and, and and say, you know what, until I I uh, I'm I'm tired of the ham and eggers. I'm tired of beating people that I know I could beat. I could not beat MJF, and I'm losing sleep. Until I get another match, I'm going home. And then now you don't have to put him in a spot where um, you see him not living up to his potential because he's gone for a minute waiting on an opportunity.
1: Yeah, so your and- last memory of him, Mark, is the match that he had With MJF, that's the last thing you saw from Daniel Garcia, and that's going to be embedded in your brain, and and it's going to simmer in your brain until the next time you see him, because the last time you saw him, he went toe-to-toe with the champion. To your point, Mark, that's not what they did. They put him in a match, in the opening match, on collision with Andrade, and not only does Daniel Garcia lose, but he taps out. So, and, and, and like, to me, it's like, man, I just saw this guy a few days ago have a really great match with your world champion. So you're figuring, all right, now the sky's the limit for Daniel Garcia. And then three days later, you have him in an opening match with Andrade where he doesn't, not only does he lose, but he's tapping out. Like, Mark, I'm sorry. Like, that that just doesn't make any kind of logical
4: sense to me. You know what? Booking is a, a delicate thing, and and it's it's harder than it looks, because when you got seventy five to a hundred people, and you're trying to appease people, and you're also trying to make stories come together, like you really have to have uh, a strong checks and balances, and and think about okay, how is this going to affect going forward. Um, Daniel Garcia is in that category of young guys where you say, you know what, man, he's got a lot of wrestling ahead of him. You know, just, you know, wait your turn. You're going to get your shot. And and I mentioned this like a couple of weeks ago. Like if I was ever going to start a wrestling company, boy, Daniel Garcia would be one of the guys that I, I, I would roll with because I know he could do everything. And it's about his future, not his right now. To me, Um, I think that um, and it's just my opinion and I don't get paid for my opinion. Uh, I I get paid to give the facts. Uh, But in my opinion, um, Daniel Garcia is a guy that uh, I don't take a lot of stock in uh, him having a loss here and there um, because of his youth and where his future is going to be. Well, let me ask you this,
1: Mark. By the way, you know we do want your opinion. You're a Hall of Famer, so your opinion carries weight and means a lot, especially on this show. And I think in this case it means a lot as well. Cuz and maybe I maybe I'm overreacting. This could be a classic case of Legreco overreacting, but you always remember the last thing you saw. That's going to that's going to leave a lasting impression on you. So when I see Daniel Garcia, stand toe-to-toe with MJF and have one hell of a match that we were talking about the next day here on Busted Open. And then you have a loss like we did on Saturday. That's that's the last thing I remember is him tapping out to Andrade. So in a lot of ways, Mark, right or wrong, it kind of erases some of the things that I saw with MJF and Daniel Garcia. Like, I just feel like, because what's embedded in my brain right now is the last thing I saw from Daniel Garcia. And that I don't, was him I don't think it out.
4: erases it, Dave. I think it is, it, it muddies the waters a little bit, you know, like the, okay. you got, you got smear on your glasses, <laughs> but like, nonetheless, uh, uh, there's a lot more highway in front of Daniel than behind him. So like, um, Let's uh let's see what happens and let it ride.
1: I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Another thing that bothered me before I get into the good because there was some good. Um, the one thing that's kind of got me scratching my head as well, Mark, is the main event. Now listen, we saw Sting, Darby Allen, and and Adam Copeland, which is great. And again, to see what Sting is doing, you know, in his mid sixties, is is pretty unprecedented and pretty incredible. Um, yes, it is. And think about it, you know, Adam Copeland's a Hall of Famer himself. He looks like a young kid, you know, wrestling next to Sting, because Sting's in his mid-60s, for crying out loud. But the thing that kind of bothers me, and this has bothered me almost since day one, Mark, is Lance Archer. You know, Lance Archer is somebody, like you mentioned that, if you were starting a company, you would have Daniel Garcia as one of the, your first picks if you were starting your, your wrestling organization. One of my top picks would be Lance Archer. I think Lance Archer has all the tools. Yeah. He's really great on the microphone, and he's got a great look. Like, Lance Archer, if I was to start a company, he may be my top heel. Like, what he can do for a man his size, you know, the aggression, and we really saw it when he was in New Japan. Like, I really thought if I was to look at the best way Lance Archer was used, I'd probably have to go to his time in New Japan and his visits to Japan. But we saw last week, you know, he kind of re uh, aligned with Jake, the snake Roberts, which we saw early on in his stint with AEW. And there also yeah. Jake Roberts starting this faction with him and the righteous. Well, last week we see Lance Archer lose. And then on Saturday, we see Lance Archer and the righteous lose like if you're starting a new faction and you got all the pieces, you have the righteous, you have Lance Archer, which is a great anchor to have for any kind of faction. And then you have the mouse mouthpiece of Jake, the snake Roberts and everything that he brings to the table. And then you got two L's right off the bat. Mark. It, it, again, it gets me hard to get excited for something like when you're starting off with two losses, it's hard to recover From losses, especially in AEW, Mark, where I feel like more so than any other wrestling company, wins and losses do matter.
4: Well, they said that wins and losses matter. Yes. I'm not a booker. And, you know, like um, I do my best to avoid things that are decision making um, um, conversations. Mm-hmm. But this is a decision making conversation. This is a conversation that if you were um if, if you had Tony on the show that you can you can say like you just told me and and get and try to get an answer. Um I look at it like uh there's so many people that you cannot allow um everybody to win there's got to be a winner and a loser and we I equated it to the Barry Horowitz um, story uh, sometimes if you have somebody have adversity and then all of a sudden they say listen this is the way that it's going to go from now on and then you see a turn and that group starts to flourish. Now you know what the formula is. Now you know what the answer is. L- let's see if we can get there.
1: Yeah, and and I can understand that, especially with a baby face team, where it's like, all right, what are we missing? Like, we have to overcome this adversity to get to where we want to be. When you have like a heel faction, though, and this is, and listen, we're gonna get into it later on because for the for hour number two and hour number three, Mickey James is gonna join us, and I'm gonna eat some crow in our number two when it comes to damage control and what we saw on SmackDown, but I didn't buy into damage control early on for some of these same reasons, but now it feels like, all right, you have Lance Archer, Lance Archer hasn't done a lot in AEW. All right. So we have him with Jake, the snake Roberts. He is a veteran. Here's a hall of famer. Still things didn't really go Lance Archer's way. Now we team him with the righteous and we make this faction, but yet, They're still losing. Like, I just, I I find that a little frustrating, Mark, because I see, and Lance Archer, man, Lance Archer's been around for a while. It's not like Lance Archer's a rookie by any stretch of the imagination. Like, I I look at Lance Archer, and I see dollar signs. I look at Lance Archer, and I see a guy that's a main eventer. Like, I look at Lance Archer, and I see a guy that's a threat. It's hard to buy into him being a threat when every time you, you see him on AEW television, he's losing. Now, those are some of the negatives. I'm going to get into a positive right now, Mark. And this is somebody that I know you've done a lot of work with. And somebody that you've been behind. Somebody you've been talking about since day one. Somebody who's been on this show many, many times. And that's powerhouse Hobbs. I mean, if if I didn't like the, the beginning and the end of Collision on Saturday, I love the middle. And a big reason for that is Hobbs. And again, this is one of the lost arts. I've talked about this on this show before. Who did Hobbs beat on Saturday? Uh, no one. And I mean that in the most respectful way. He, <laughs> so he, respectful. He, yeah, it, I don't even remember the person's name. Okay?
4: But <laughs> it's the
1: enhancement talent of all enhancement talents. If you're going to use the word jobber, you would use it for the guy we saw powerhouse Hobbs wrestle with. <laughs> On Saturday. But I mean that in a great way. Sometimes that just seeing Hobbs walk into the ring and destroy somebody in 30, 40 seconds, that does so much more for Hobbs than it does for somebody like Lance Archer being in the ring with a with an edge and with a sting. I love again, I love him with Don Callis. I love him with that faction. And then I love what uh, Hobbs did to that enhancement talent on Saturday—it's okay to have enhancement matches. And perfect example is
4: it of what we saw with Hobbs on Saturday on Collision. You, you know what, Dave? I like when you have a match with a local talent. Yeah. Um, and I always like the story of uh, what happened. You take your eye off the ball. You look away. And you turn around, and that person slaps the dog shit out of you. Or they drop kick you in the face or something. And now you kind of reel a little bit, and they take off to hit the ropes. And when you turn back around, you just obliterate them. Yep. The crowd always goes, oh, like a car wreck just happened. And I always, I just love that part of wrestling, man. Just the design of how to make things happen. Uh, Hobbs has been doing a really good job at that.
1: And think about it, why, why, why did you have enhancement matches to begin with? Why? Because you, you want to showcase your big star, and then you want right. them to showcase their their uh, their finisher. Abilities. And 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 are and then their finisher to and and they did that by the way, I kind of like Hobbs finish, you know. I like my, it too. It reminds it me works. of a certain Hall of Famer that used the same finish that I'm talking to right now. Like I I would think that Hobbs asked for your blessing for that yes. one,
4: right? And we've been working together on on how to make it uh, mean more, and I think he's doing a, he's doing a real good job.
1: Dude, I, I mean, I am a big fan of Hobbs. But now, because of that match, I'm buying in. Like, I don't remember, and no disrespect, I don't remember the local talent that Hobbs wrestled. He his, But his name might as well have been Dick Dirt because Hobbs was about to kick his dick into dirt. And that's exactly what happened on Collision on Saturday. Uh, so, <laughs> so call that man. i that still it. <laughs> dick Dirt. I mean, and in this corner, weighing in at 185 pounds, dick dirt.